Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're here. We made it. We I know. I wanted to get on your live, but there was no way. Between my niece, my daughter, my mom, oh, the yeah. dogs. I was like, <laughs> chaotic. I, <laughs> I was like, I'm A- not doing this. Chaotic. No chaotic. one needs to see my life like this. <laughs> it's too much. Craziness. Craziness. Yeah. Um, but we made it. We're in the new year. Sorry for the delay on this episode, you guys. I'm going to have to do a lot of sexual favors to get this produced ASAP. Because, um, yeah. Because <laughs> we're, we're recording this Wednesday and we want to get it out as soon as possible. And that just means that, yeah, it's a whole. It's the holidays. What can we say? What, what I won't do for you guys to make sure we get this episode out this episode out so i fell again i was gonna say you just i was gonna bring that up like you hurt yourself i again a week like a week later after the last time i fell and i was going to see my sponsee last time and this time i was actually going to my aa meeting and i had just parked on the curb like against the curb gotten out of the driver's side i parked on you know the right side whatever got out and i'm walking up the, to the sidewalk and you know up the curb right and i was gonna step over the curb but it was you know eight o'clock at night or seven o'clock at night and it's dark and it's cold and it was icy and i slipped on the ice and she i was fell. sober everyone she was sober completely She's, sober yeah um the ice was I, crazy the weather yes because it was like i'm wearing shorts and t-shirt today mm-hmm. that i've been in all day um, and I actually left the house. I had several things outside of the house. <laughs> Let me clarify that. Um, so yeah, I slipped and I fell and I sensed that I was falling because I do it all the time. And I just kind of, I know like generally how to let myself fall to land on my ass. And um, I used my right arm to catch myself, which is my arm, my shoulder that has been surgically repaired three times. So I ended up falling on it and it hurt a lot, like really bad that night, but I couldn't tell what, you know, if it was like hurt, hurt, or just like hurt, you know? And then, yeah. So the next day it was better. And it, as the days progressed, the site of the pain, like kept getting smaller and it kept localizing to like very specific muscle and very specific movements. So that was good. It was progressing in the right direction, but I was concerned about the amount of pain I was having when it would activate. Um, so, cause I would forget about it because it didn't bother me, but then I would move my arm a certain way and it would like, I would scream out in pain. Um, but I saw my, yeah, I was, I was fucking miserable. I had to wear a sling for a couple of days. It was just a mess, you guys. So um, then I, um, yeah, so I saw my surgeon yesterday um they they got me in they were able to get me in yesterday and um they looked at the x-rays and stuff everything looks fine nothing's out of place based on the exam she said everything's fine nothing's torn nothing's ripped apparently it was possible that one of the bicep muscles or tendons in my in this area like that bicep area i don't know Mm -hmm. right here Mm -hmm. um like if one of them tore they wouldn't do anything about it anyway because i have this other one here Oh, interesting. So she doesn't think that I did tear mm-hmm. in either one of them, but even if I was, that was like there's nothing they, they can do. do. It's yeah, not, yeah, because it's it's kind of just an extra, and mm-hmm. then it just kind of like I've got all kinds of parts in there because I had to have my bicep re- when I had the whole first surgery and stuff. You know, I had the I had my bicep repaired. And then eventually, you know, then they did the, the, the rotator cuff reconstruction and then that failed. And so they just, they put in the fake shoulder, but they left like 
the rotator cuff stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So God only knows what, like, I don't have a rotator cuff, but it's like in there. So weird. You're like a robot. I am. I am. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. And, and yeah, all of, well, yeah, I was drunk when I was hit by the car. So <laughs> it wasn't completely a sober injury on that caused all that, but um. Yeah, there's a reason I need to get Wait, sober. the car hit you, like walking, yes. or I was a pedestrian. Yes. Oh my gosh, I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, I was walk. I was walking across the street to a bar. Uh huh. <laughs> Not in the crosswalk is the whole thing. Yeah, and I'm just, yeah. and then yeah, I got hit, and then I fell, and then I bounced back up, and I was like, oh, I'm fine because we bounce. Or when we're really drunk, we just bounce. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went into the bar and stuff, and then I was like, oh, this is kind of, it's kind of sore. Maybe I should go home. <laughs> yeah (laughs) and it was two years before I got anything done with it because I didn't really like it bothered me but not enough to like go and deal with it because I could still function complete like pretty well yeah as it turns out they like didn't know how I was compensating because based on the MRI I shouldn't have been able to move my arm oh wow (laughs) yeah I don't know um I don't know but um whatever it is what it is (laughs) yeah you look a lot better you're able to lift your arm like slightly Thank you. I um, I was able to do the rowing machine today at the gym. Good. Um, which was good because it didn't bother either the original shoulder like repair or the um the recent fall. Um, and my I saw my physical therapist today too, and she was like, you know, she told me certain exercises that I should do, and mm-hmm. you know, so I was like completely sanctioned to be doing stuff. <laughs> you know, she told me, you know, focus on this versus focusing on that, and try not to do as much this. And obviously, you know, if pain, if there's sharp shooting pain, you know, don't do it. Don't do, do it. it. Yeah. Stop. So yeah, between my surgeon yesterday and my physical therapist today, I've been given the all clear to be in the gym. Good. So excellent. I did that today. Um, but anyway, enough about me. <laughs> was it packed 2023 goals, everyone in the gym? You know, it was, I think it was only busy because of the time of day it was. Cause I mm-hmm. went like after school work time, mm-hmm. I went like four, five, yeah. four to five and, and it's right next to a high school. Mm. Um, so like there's, there's, you know, teenagers there and stuff, of course, everybody getting off school, off work, whatever. Um, you know, so it was busy in that regard, but there was still plenty of room. Like it was it's a big club so um it's not nice bad, you know yeah get it and they have like massage chairs and stuff so <laughs> that's pretty cool Ooh, that is yeah cool. like a hydro massage table and stuff like that so i would just go to get the massage mm-hmm. and just leave take a shower <laughs> sit, in the, <laughs> <right>? sit <laughs> in the sauna <laughs> they have a, yeah low budget spa day <laughs> yeah right they have some um like red light something therapy booth yeah where you like stand in it and do i don't know something i i haven't looked at it a lot but i think it's like the infrared sauna technology like our sauna blankets that oh, we have. okay from um higher dose higher dose yes our big old sauna blankets mm-hmm. um and anyway um yeah so how's your new year how's your was- new year starting off treating you right good just relaxing working relaxing yeah you know trying to decompress still from (laughs) school so (laughs) just taking uh taking some time off a little mental break yeah I love how your time off it still includes working I know (laughs) you're like oh I'm still working you know I'm doing one job instead of three (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) um yeah yeah 
And um, are you getting to see like Kaya a little bit more since you're not oh, like, in class? You know. Yes. I mean, and you know, she just turned two. On yes. Happy January birthday, 1st. Kaya! I want you yeah. to tell me about her birthday. It was so nice. Um, last year on her birthday, her first birthday, we both had COVID and 104 fevers. So this year, uh, it was just right after Christmas, January 1st, obviously. Yeah. Um, Kaya's a New Year's baby. Yeah. And she doesn't have any, like very many friends yet because she's not in daycare. So I was like, I don't want to do a big two. party. Right. <laughs> I'm like, let's just do a little family thing. So that's what we did. A little family get together with Kate. Right. Well, that's and- her front. That's, that's her world right now. Her, mm-hmm. her cousin and, you know, and her aunts and uncle. Yeah. So it was fun. Went to the party. It was beautiful. Grandpa. Beautiful day. Yeah. And her cake was so cute. Yeah. And then the, <laughs> the, the poor drunk unicorn cake the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I got to post that. I've been meaning to post that cake. Oh my God. So the cake was a unicorn cake, right? So there was like a face on it. Yeah. And the cake was only half eaten. So you took it to work. Why mm-hmm. don't you tell the story? <laughs> yeah, I took it to work and like, it looks like it has fake eyelashes on it. They're beautiful. Well, of course I've been like handling it and the lid pops off or whatever. So the eyelashes look like they're completely smushed. The makeup look like what would be makeup on a unicorn is like smush. So she looks like somebody that's gone out, had a rough night drinking, <laughs> fell asleep in her, <laughs> fell asleep in the makeup and then woke up with like eyelashes, like hanging off, hanging off her face. Yeah. It just, oh my God. It was like unicorn Barbie had a rough New Year's Eve. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh God, that was hilarious. So I can't believe, yeah, Kaya is two and yes. she knows all the sister wives' names. She does. It's very actually like I'm embarrassed that she does, but at the same time it's funny because obviously, you know, you usually, I have to like do... she's not awake when you watch it, are is she? No, I usually watch it at least once while we're doing stuff because I have to like yeah get it in and then I'll <laughs> watch it again and take notes mm-hmm. for the you know for same. the podcast. But um I didn't think she was absorbing as much as she was by it being on in the background. Um, she loves the beginning where, you know, they have the music and, oh, she stares. Uh, mm-hmm. She's really good at saying Cody and Robin's names, which is a little terrifying for me out of all of them. I'm like, <laughs> oh, why does she know their names more than anyone? Well, and Kaya's very special in this regard, right? Like her, her whatever skill set, her cognitive yeah. load, whatever she's got going on, like she's... I mean, I'm not saying she's like a child prodigy, but she, there's just something about oh, yeah. her, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you I mean, say she's it two. bragging. No, she's literally I, two and she knows her alphabet and she can count to 10 and knows all of her colors. Yeah. And she just turned two. So like, yeah. I have to balance out education with complete trash TV. <laughs> same, same. You gotta I balance. spend all day writing legal briefs and then I come out night and watch yeah. trash TV. It's all ego, baby. You it's know? all ego, baby. Yeah. It's all ego. Oh, holy <laughs> shit. I gotta so, make a meme too. That that sparked a meme in me, but I just haven't had the haven't energy. Done it yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, this episode is so we're still on our sister wives. Um, episode 16. Um, this is the one-on-one part two. And so this is just a continuation. There's going to be one more part of it as well. Um, first things first, um, now when, when we covered 90 day and, you know, spent so many years doing that, the comments were always about what a terrible host Sean Robinson is for the tell-alls. 
And my defense of that is always, she's a character as much as anybody else on the show is. She's got a script to read. She's she's not asking the hard-hitting questions because TLC gives her the questions to ask. Like, yeah, the producers are literally in her ear. Literally, she has an earpiece in Yeah, her, And they're literally yeah. mm-hmm. in that moment so telling them what to say next. Right. So uh, they don't have as much control. I mean, she doesn't have like you like said. the ability yeah. <laughs> to yeah. say, to ask those questions. So- we need like a judge. We need like a judge Judy or we need somebody that's like hard hitting that watches the show that won't listen to producers. That's just going to go at it, but and do their own thing. So, yeah. so, so naturally when I first started to see some, some Suki hate after the first part of the tell all, I kind of ignored it, put it in the same classification, even though I think that on sister wives, they are a little bit more themselves and it's less, producer handed yeah i agree um so so while there's clearly producer plant stuff in there you it i think you get more of a, a natural you're seeing they're what they're really doing versus doing what producers tell them to do right and, and we're not seeing i mean of course they edit it so like the parts with cody not wanting to answer questions things like that we don't know what else was said, how long that went on, right? things like that. And so she was probably wanting to just get as much out of him as she could without rocking the boat too much. Some is better than none, I feel like, in that yeah, situation. Yeah, what I didn't like about her, this, so 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 the, after the first episode of it, I was like, I'm, no, no, she's she's got, you know, she's got things that, she, you know, she's got guidance. She's, you know, she may have a little bit more free reign than um, Sean Robinson does, but I, I feel like still she, you know, she she was on a tether, as they, as yeah. they would say on Love After Lockup. Um, so then the second episode, I was like, all right, you know, for the most part, I chalk it up, chalked it up to like the editing. We don't know what else was asked, what else was said, what Suki might've asked as a follow-up, what they're saving, how they're going to put it all, piece it all together. And, you know, that's exactly what I chalked it up to. But what I got mad about was the, this narrative, this topic, which is one of the topics that they discussed was this whole was Cody going to re- reconcile with Mary, except that Christine fucked it all up <laughs> narrative. Right. Yeah. I got really mad about this. And the reason I got mad is because when Cody said that about re- he was going to re- reconcile with Mary, that's not the words that he used. He didn't say he was going to reconcile. He says that, which first of all, I didn't, I don't believe him that he thought yeah. this second right. of all, if if he did actually think this, what I think he, you know, what he would have, what he said was, um, he thought for a second about maybe thinking about reconciling, and I that agree. is vastly different from saying I was going to reconcile. I I had made the decision I was going to reconcile with Mary. That is completely far and apart, far off from. Oh, maybe maybe reconciliation might not be something that I won't maybe not consider, you know. Yeah. Which is basically what it, what he said. So there was no oh, it's going to reconcile and then Christine flipped her shit, which we agree was is not something that happened. Um and because she flipped her shit, I didn't reconcile with Mary. 
he keeps trying, he kind of is putting forward that narrative. He's kind of saying that. And she goes along with that. Like mm-hmm. she, I said, she plays this game of telephone where she's perpetuating that lie. So he says, I was going to reconcile with her, but then didn't it? And, and what Suki should have done was that, well, you know, okay. Or whatever, just said, maybe, okay. Just let him say his piece or call him out on it and say, well, you didn't say you were going to reconcile with her, but if she didn't want to split hairs, that's fine. Mm-hmm. She could have just you know let him say what he was going to say. Instead, she perpetuates the lie by saying, well, you are going to reconcile. She accepts that yeah. as, as, as what was something that actually happened. That could have and, been producer influence too. It could have been. Um, but I was just like, you know, she well, was also, does she, she was, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Jinx. Do you think she even watches the show? Like I know Sean does watch the show. Does, do you think that she actually watches or do you think she's she seems like of, she does, okay. you know, she at least yeah. watch, watch the seasons. I would think, I mean, yeah. I assume any good host is going to, you know, but, yeah. um, but she did miss. So what I didn't like about it in from like an interview standpoint, right. Is, is like, she's trying to interview him and ask him these questions, but she completely mischaracterized what he said. Right. And if she's going to ask him about something he said, she, she should be saying say, the right thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's why I was like, oh my God, why is she team Cody? Like, that's I don't think I she's team Cody. I think it's producers wanting to stir some stuff up by trying to make it seem like something it wasn't to then get a different response. I don't know. And, and I feel like on this so far, we haven't had a lot of that. Like yeah, that we know of. Yeah. Well, yeah, that we know of. We know we often see Janelle, they put Janelle and she's like the voice of reason. Reason. <laughs> on, yeah. Right. Like she calls these things out. She articulates all of this stuff really well when there's a mischaracterization or when there's you know she'll she'll explain it you know mm-hmm. she, i think it was kind of unfair for you know robin to say that but i think christine mischaracterized what robin said you know so she explains these miscommunications and she explains these things well and i was expecting that from suki and we didn't get it we got her perpetuating the same lie yeah. that cody said which isn't what he actually said he yeah. later said something different and then she takes it and runs with it. So I didn't like that. That's why I didn't like Suki on this one, but I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. On it. So on that topic, so we had several topics that were discussed during this, this part of the tell-all. And this whole reconciling with Mary, but Christine fucked it all up. <laughs> like they take everyone this- knows that he's not ever going to reconcile with mary i don't care whatever how good those damn rice krispie treats were okay right there is and, no way and whatever this this thing that that cody says christine how christine reacted and christine's like no that's not true i would never say that i think it'd be great if they reconciled yeah so i don't believe that that is something that happened but they're playing this game of which and then they spend endless amounts of time all of the characters all of the people talking about this would he have reconciled but for christine saying no i don't want you to yeah <laughs> it was a waste of time i felt like this part of the tell all like part two was kind of boring compared to yeah. the yeah. first one i'm like okay they're they're taking this too far okay this is you know blah 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 is what i heard <laughs> yeah what on that same topic though mary um kind of was like 
you know, he's never indicated that he wants to reconcile. Like, no, that's that just the first doesn't... time I've heard that. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. She was talking seeing and hearing some of what Cody has said that she had seen before. And that's like the whole where he doesn't want a relationship and, you know, um, with her, but I think that man can't even look at her. Like he can't even make eye contact with her. Yeah. He walks right by her without even saying anything to her. So, yeah. Um, so she's saying, you know, well, that's the first time hearing him say that, but okay, well, there you go. (laughs) You know, so, but she's not going anywhere. She's already said she's not going anywhere, even though he wants her to go somewhere. She's not. Um, so, um, So then they talk about um, Janelle. Janelle talks about how like the history of the family has been, they had a great history, you know, and they show these flashbacks and all these things and it was great, but things have changed. It was good, but it isn't anymore. And the difference is now cut deep seasons of life and all that. Um, Cody talks about marriage to Mary and how it was hard. And then Janelle came in and kind of diluted it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, and uh, was Mary caustic? You know, was she not accepting Janelle? Um, were you in a relationship with someone you hated and then you bring someone else into it and then things get worse? Like, um, yeah, I mean, this was the first time that I had heard out of Cody's mouth that things were not like hunky dory for him and Mary at the beginning. I mean, every couple, you know, goes through their, right. You know, honeymoon phase. And then of course, like reality sets in, but it sounded from Cody that it was pretty toxic from the beginning. And I didn't know that. I didn't know like the severity of how bad their marriage was at the beginning. So to hear that and then to hear, okay, well, Janelle came in and then I'm like, oh, well, that's the first time I'm hearing that. Yeah. I'm not surprised, but. (laughs) So yeah, Janelle coming into the marriage. So like they're talking about this, you know, (laughs) Janelle talks about how confrontational and aggressive Mary was. I believe it. I totally do too. I believe it anyway. But then after Christine was talking about Mary's just not a nice person and it's like, okay, yeah. And so they're, they're talking about like, you know, things about cleaning up the house and like, do you put oranges in the fridge or not? First Which, of all, I wanted to ask you, do you, I do. I like my I oranges do not, cold. See, I do not put my, I know they don't in belong the in the fridge, but I like them. Cold. At least you acknowledge that they don't belong right. there, but you like yes. them cold. I get that because I yes. do sometimes put the, I put, I will on occasion put them in the fridge because I do want them cold yeah on a certain time yes so but we all agree that they don't belong in the fridge correct i'm i'm betting that mary wanted them outside of the fridge and then janelle and wanted them in that's that's you think my so? guess because mm-hmm. mary seems to be like super ocd and by the book oh she has to do everything exactly right and if yeah. the book says don't put them in the fridge she doesn't yeah. put them in the fridge okay um you're not i bet you she was the one that didn't want the certain laundry detergent she probably wanted everything a certain way. Oranges don't belong in the fridge. I can just see it. Right. But, yeah. And bread no. and where, you, like how they do all that. And I stuff. put bread in the fridge. It lasts longer. We go through bread so fast that oh. <laughs> it doesn't have a chance. Yeah. It's just Kai and I. So, you know, yeah. Takes a while. yeah. Um, do you put your peanut butter in the fridge? I do. The organic peanut butter, yes. I feel like the organic natural stuff, you have to because it gets too liquidy otherwise. The regular stuff with all the chemicals and preservatives, like (laughs) I keep that in the the cabinet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
What about your ketchup? Do you keep your ketchup in the fridge? Ketchup is disgusting. I don't own ketchup. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's that and blue cheese. Nope, nope, never. All right. Like blue cheese dressing or blue cheese the cheese? Blue cheese, all of the above. Okay, Anything blue okay. cheese, yeah, all dressing. Right. But um, yeah. But if I did have ketchup, it would go in the fridge. Okay. Even though I know it doesn't belong in the fridge. Oh, I put our, we put ours in the fridge. Do you? Yeah. Ours is all the, those kinds of condiments go in the yeah. fridge. When in doubt, everything goes in the fridge. Why not? Yeah, exactly. I just kind of <laughs> like part of the reason I don't put the, the, the oranges in the fridge anymore is because I have a fruit basket out in the main kitchen area. And if I put, when I put fruit in the fridge, even when I take it out of the, I take it out of the bags, I put it in cute little plastic containers. So they're right there. All you have to do is grab the container. Children do not eat fruit that's in the fridge. Apparently they don't see it. They don't see it. They don't, whatever. But if I have the dit, like the big bowl, mm-hmm. I have the bananas hanging from the top and I have all kinds. I eat fruit all the time. I yeah. will just grab my pear or grab an apple or whatever. If it's summer, you know, whatever's in, whatever's in season. I always have it full of stuff because that's what I munch on all day. And, um, but kids don't like, yeah, they won't go into the fridge for fruit. If they're like looking for snacks, you know, <laughs> they don't, mm-hmm. but they will grab them if they're there. Makes sense. So. Yeah. So that I, I try to get stuff that I don't have to refrigerate as much because like I, I, I do it every time. Like I like grapes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many grapes I've thrown away because they get eaten like the first day and then they be, everybody forgets about them. Do you well, put them in like the Mason jars? I put I all my it. like, I have these like plastic bins of different sizes that mm-hmm. I uh, just to, to keep things organized. Like I use them in the pantry and I use them in the fridge um, to try to keep like those kinds of things together. Like I have one that I keep my like protein shakes and like the ready to drink protein shakes versus yeah. my like when I make a protein shake. Right. Um, I have, you know, that kind of thing we have, you know, I keep my, my lemons and limes in one like that because I'm always mm-hmm. grabbing those and you know I don't need to go into the other you know drawers or whatever that we you know so I don't yeah. know I, I have all these different bins and stuff so what I will do is I'll get like cherries or grapes or something like that you know and I wash them and I put them all in the the thing and I put them like at eye level in the fridge so that like you open the kids you know especially like during the summer or when they're home or in spring break or whatever you know they can open the fridge and be like oh okay and just grab it it's easy to grab <laughs> yeah still don't do it yeah and I, I end up throwing them away <laughs> I learned a little trick to put like wash them and put them in mason jars and seal okay. it like it, it make, makes them last a lot longer with the so, with the seal yeah okay. and um I have like one of those soda you know like the what do you call them organizers for sodas mm-hmm. um we have several and, of those as well yeah so like if you buy mason jars that are like this size that are soda size you can actually put them in that little soda sectional and it it saves space interesting so they roll it's, like I'm like oh these blueberries i go to like oh, costco get, yeah like, we do we, we go yeah. through a lot of blueberries kaya every, eats like uh, and just a crazy amount of blueberries every day everybody in this house about. eats everybody including the dogs love the blueberries uh-huh we get them for um the bearded dragon loves the blueberries nice um bluebies as we call them um <laughs> and the yeah and the kids like everybody will eat the blueberries but mm-hmm. um so those don't really yeah i mean and the, we go through a lot of those yeah, yeah. anyway but um, we digress but we digress 
<laughs> but you didn't realize right. you're getting a home edit uh podcast i know right uh, organization <laughs> my current organization um is consisting of getting rid of shit <laughs> oh i look like hoarders right now i've got shit everywhere so i yeah i'm like i have these like boxes staged in different areas that are like the donation stuff and i'm trying to get the rest of my family because they they like to complain about stuff like why do we have this where's this they're always asking me where things are before they've even looked but whatever yeah um and it, they're always like why do we have this what's this for and i'm like am i in charge of apparently i'm in charge of all the things in the house <laughs> and mm-hmm. and so I'm trying to encourage them. I'm like, okay, well, no, I don't know why it's there. It's extra. Just get rid of it. We're getting rid of it, right? We don't need 16 of these, whatever it is. Like, put them in the box. Put it in the yeah. box. And so I'm trying to like do that as I'm doing eight million other things. But yeah. uh, anyway, so my my living room looks as you know ADD as I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel you. Um. So anyway. Mary's really confrontational, aggressive. Um, I can see her being like passive aggressive too, based on just the interviews oh, and just and just what we've seen now, which I think is worse. I wouldn't, I'd rather somebody just verbalize what they have to say than be passive aggressive. I don't put up with passive aggressive. Passive aggressive microaggressions are like the worst. Yeah. Absolutely the worst. I hate that. It's like, don't know. Don't be a dick. Don't be three years old. Just like. Let's talk like adults. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have a conversation hey dumbass i don't like it when you you try just tonight hetero life mate putting his sodas in the soda containers in the fridge we have four of them four of the little rolling things there's two kinds of drinks in the fridge that he drinks and there's two kinds that i drink i have my cherry dr pepper zero and i have my sparkling water he has his seven up zero and he has his dr pepper he was using three out of the four of the things that i was like uh 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 uh, no sir (laughs) no sorry come here dumbass teaching time (laughs) no that's not how i handled it but um yeah so you know i had to Mm -hmm. to regulate you get two i get two yeah and they don't fit 12 they fit like nine so you always end up like you're unloading it's so stupid i get i mean the fridge (laughs) wouldn't they wouldn't work if they were any longer but you know, so, so then Mm -hmm. of course uh, we have, you know, put the extras in a thing and uh, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Hey, fraudcasters. I'm here to talk about factor meals again. Yes. I love my factor meals. That's factormeals.com slash broadcast 50. Get started on your resolutions with factor. So you are ready for the new year. Factors ready to eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, the cooking fatigue, all of that nonsense. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door with over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and so much more. You'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Not only does Factor offer fast, simple solutions for when I'm too busy to cook and frankly just don't want to cook, they also help me stay on top of my goals. With their offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, I can stay on track. This is definitely going to come in handy for my New Year goals and they can help you too. Factor has everything I need for a week of flavorful, completely nutritious eats. In addition to the ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, which is what I love, veggie sides, and way more to keep me energized during this kind of a frantic time. 
Head to factormeals.com slash broadcast50 and use code broadcast50 to get 50% off. That's code broadcast50 at factormeals.com slash broadcast50 to get 50% off. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, the broadcast in the drop down menu that follows. Yeah. Home edit over. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we've got cleaning and organizing on the mind. <laughs> if anybody is listening as a home organizer in Annapolis or surrounding areas, please hit me up. Yeah, let's work out a deal. Yeah. Um, I need help getting rid of shit. I can make the decision. I just need the, the help. Physically. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, yes, no, yes, no, no, no. Get rid of, get rid of, yep. get rid of, you know, I just need someone to come help me do the physical work of it. Because mm-hmm. then I get, I, uh, anyway, it's <laughs> back to Mary being confrontational and aggressive. Um, Janelle tells us that she moved out for a time. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't remember if we knew this or not. Like, I, I, it might be more recent for you, your rewatch, or, or the. Or your I don't watch. remember seeing that. But it, yeah, Suki, I think, was saying, like, we didn't know this before. And she's like, yeah. And um, Cody says that Janelle couldn't be with Christina and Mary any longer. But no, you know, it's not about Cody because it's never about Cody, right? He's yeah. never the fault problem. No, no. <laughs> and then Janelle's comment is, well, Cody remembers it in a way that works for him, but that's not how I remember it. That's not what happened. I wanted to stay in Wyoming she, the way that she did. She she wasn't fed up with Christina and Mary and moved out to get rid of She probably, yeah, she wanted to stay in Wyoming. I do remember this, actually. I do. Yeah. And then she got a job and she was waiting for them to, I think, move it's been a while i mean not that long but a year is a long time i remember (laughs) vaguely i vaguely remember it yeah and and that's the kind of thing i'm talking about with janelle that i love how she just always comes in and she's like okay no you know because that's what we're thinking is that cody remembers it one way and he's not remembering it whatever and she comes in and she says that she recognizes it and she's able to articulate the bullshit and i love that about her yep I love that about her. Um, Let's then talk about Christine coming into the marriage. Per Cody, she asked if she could come. She was begging, begging to come in the marriage. Uh. Now, we get back to this idea that 
they're all young. We have to remember they're all raised in a cult and it's a cult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the YouTube rabbit holes I'm going down now, having watched one Duggar thing and the things that I get turned on to <laughs> the sharp plane next. Are the, whoo, anyway. Oh man. Um, the, the, the polygamy documentaries that, that, or documentaries, whatever you want to call them, the, the videos that show up um, are really, really interesting. Um, but I'm learning about different kinds of cults and how many different little parts are there. Um, and then I ended up watching on Vice. I fell asleep to watching Vice's um, cults and extreme beliefs or something. Oh my God. Like, yeah. But in any case, Christine coming into the marriage. I think that uh, I could see her being excited. Like, oh, I love, you know, she sees this family that seems perfect. Cody, maybe she's attracted to him. Oh, this seems like it'd be a great fit. And, you know, Christine was like very bubbly and outgoing. So I could see mm-hmm. her enthusiasm that maybe he's in his narcissistic lens, twisting it to seem like she was begging. You know, of I don't, course. I, I doubt course. that she was begging. But then again, you know, then he made the comment, well, her family was like royalty in the church and I shouldn't have basically said I shouldn't have married her based on solely like that and her position within the church and his ego. Is that why he married her? Because yeah. of who she was connected to? Yeah, he pretty He's much also, said it. Hasn't he sold it also as being like, I married her because as a, like a favor or was that Janelle's? What he said about his marriage to Janelle? I don't remember it being a favor. I don't remember. But... Sorry, Charlie. Can you hear Charlie panting? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I love me some Charlie. Um, but so yeah, my point is, you know, about them being raised in a cult, right? So, and they're really young when they get married. So what do they know what love is or what how to how to share a house and how to, you know, assert your, you know, the 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 things they're arguing about are you know about oranges and, and dishes and things like that are things it's like I your argue. college roommates exactly <laughs> i was gonna say my sophomore year when i lived in an apartment with three other girls was like the first time holy shit you know all of that you yeah know, you had to deal with all of that arguments about uh, dishes and this and this i mean i'm still dealing with it because we have different me and head of life made of different styles right so these people, they're like 19, 17, 18 years old. They, their life experience is limited to their life in growing up in this cult with all, with this complete dysfunction around them. And I don't care what you say, this is dysfunctional in any yeah. way, shape or form. There's gotta be, there's no perfect, you know, not that any family's perfect, right. obviously, but this AUB, Apolistic United Brethren cult, you know, that yeah certainly you know certainly dysfunctional so this is what they've grown up with this is their only like view on the world so if she asked to join the marriage i can see why she would have right you know that would be completely completely expected and normal for somebody in her position because Mm -hmm. you know when you watch all of these these um documentaries and stuff about polygamy and families and all this stuff is the the wife gets to choose right she's the one that always says oh i want to marry you right like i want or tells the prophet they want to marry you You know what i mean they try to make it about the woman all the time so if christine asked to join the marriage that falls perfectly in line with everything else that we learned about these fundamentalist cults 
shame on Cody for even though he was young marrying somebody that he was not attracted to and didn't want to marry mm. it just sucks it sucks she yeah. wasted how many years well, I don't say wasted because obviously they have kids and like you know I'm sure she doesn't regret that but it just sucks she's never really been in love I mean true love yeah you know well that goes also back to our theory about uh Cody and Robin and why Robin's the favorite you know, because by the time he met Robin, he was an adult who'd been married to these other three wives for 20 years. Mm-hmm. He's kind of learned what he likes and what he doesn't like, which he didn't It's like know. dating. It's like yeah. his first wives were like dates. Like, yeah. like you know, and then he, re- he met the real thing. Yeah. And I mean, the rest of us just, we don't marry the first people we go on a date with. Right. <laughs> you know, so yeah, he fell in love with her, you know, and, and Christine, hopefully, you know, she'll go meet him. She'll go meet her, the love of her life or whether that be another man like Cody keeps insisting. Oh yeah. <laughs> this, this, so what does he say? He always makes it about when she, when Christine, <clears throat> He, he says Cody says okay you know Christine's a different person now um, but then he goes on this litany of things that he's not accepted which like um her complaints about him but he can't accept his own be- I don't know he can't accept his own behavior he goes on this litany of things that she's done that he hasn't accepted but he can't accept that his own stuff right yeah like he's expecting her to own his shit I don't know He's Cody in his twisted words, but then he mm-hmm. says, Christine has to make it about Cody because <laughs> Cody has to be a bad, a bad man, a bad guy so that new men will trust her Yeah, because why would they take a risk to date a woman who's left a good man? It's crazy. So she has to say he's a bad man in order for other men to trust her. <sighs> Where is he getting this? It, like, inside his asshole yeah yeah <laughs> it makes you think that he's overthinking and and trying to you know like you said he's, he's just making up his own like story he's to still fit his grasping own narrative. at anything that will be not his fault he had to it, they're blaming christine for him not reconciling with mary which we all know is bullshit somehow he's got to make christine the bad guy about everything which we all know that that's bullshit. He was never going to reconcile with Mary, but for of Christine. Of course, but not. for Christine. Come on. And here's the deal: if Christine would have broken up with him and said, "I'm, I don't want to be in this marriage because I, I'm not in love anymore," you know damn well he would have pushed her and instigated and instigated and just like made a, just made it awful for her and would have gotten like that would have not been a good enough answer for him. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean because he said right. well if she just wanted to leave because it's loveless then I could understand that no don't even say that Cody because you know that that's not the case that's not the case he no. says that because it's convenient for him exactly and being able to continually try to escape accountability for his role in any of this and Christine the thing is even Christine's not even making it all about him she knows that she's had her role in the quote-unquote breakdown of the marriage you know but yes cody she, she you know these things happen because cody was doing this and cody was doing that and that, i mean that's right what happens um so i mean yeah cody can be mad at christine but like 
be mad about the right things. Yes. You know, you're going to go through that after a divorce, but Jesus. And then, I mean, he goes on and on about, he's never loved her anyway. Right. But then when they talk about the early days of the marriages, then he's like, you know, when it's convenient for him, he says, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, the marriage was great. Oh, it's kind of like, right. It's like a parent child relationship when a parent punishes a child because they're doing something quote bad. And the child is like, well, I hate you. Like they're reacting, you know, damn well. I mean, Cody's acting like a child. It's like Christine saying, Hey, accountability, you know, this, this, and this are why I'm leaving or whatever. Well, I hate you. And you hate it. It's like, a child speaking to the parents i don't know yeah it's crazy yeah i mean he just he he cannot accept one iota of accountability for his own behavior yeah. and that anything that any of these other women are saying may actually be correct you know because he's got somebody like robin and he's got mary who yeah clearly can do no wrong i mean mary everything she does is wrong but she still stays around <laughs> but she worships him the way he wants to be worshipped. Robin yeah. worships him the way he wants to be worshipped. Yeah. Janelle and Christine no longer worship him the way he right. wants to be worshipped. He his says it himself. Yeah. He says it himself with his, it's all ego, baby. I mean, that's what yeah. he talks about, about polygamy being all ego, right? He finally said that. That was the one thing of truth in the whole damn season. <laughs> yeah, admitted to. it was like the, right. the one thing we need to make shirts which that say what something about ego it's crazy um go to the broadcast.com for merch yeah um but that tiktok off track but that tiktok video that you sent me the of uh, mary and her like mm-hmm. selling oh my god let's talk about it talk about it talk yes. about it okay so you sent me this video and it was like you know mary selling like her lularoe or whatever and she it was like little cuts and snippets of just her interacting with i guess the people on her live whether it be instagram or tiktok live i think or it whatever. was tiktok but i'm not yeah. sure yeah and so i guess people were making comments and she was basically just being rude to some people some people deserve to be like yeah. you know blocked but other people asking questions about whether it be sizes or whatever and she's like um hello da, 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 did you not see or whatever i was just like she's just being like mean i'm like you expect <laughs> people you expect people to buy stuff from you and you're just giving she them an was attitude being nasty yes completely aggro totally nasty like and yes some people absolutely deserve the, the block and the right because they come on for the you know purpose of trolling i get it right right Um, absolutely but people would be asking legitimate questions and her answers were like well then don't buy any or okay Eh." and she she had this attitude in her voice this edge to her voice Mm -hmm. and she oh my god which made me think like if that's how she is on a live in front of thousands i don't know when she's trying to sell her right what do you think she's like at home behind closed doors right who knows but i can see why the other sisters sister wives were like no she's mean or whatever yeah um, um i want to rewatch that now because that was just like is this real life <laughs> is this real life is this um, edited i don't know um yeah she just <laughs> 
God. Uh, and I know, like, I know I've seen it with people like getting trolled and how awful some of the comments are, but like, you don't treat regular people that are asking legitimate questions. I know. Mean. She's just like, there was no, no reason for her nastiness. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> okay. So, we were taught oh they were recapping the goodbye scene very very awkward goodbye scene right Mm -hmm. robin says that the physical division between the two sides was due to covid still do you believe Uh, that she really in her mind believes i really do think she believes that i don't know so then cody is also mad about janelle and christine's friendship and Janelle is like, well, we've been doing that work for a while. And either Cody didn't see it or he only saw it one way. Again, in yeah. whatever he's, way. He's that- mad when they're not friends. And then he's even madder when they when they start teaming up. And, well, yeah, they teamed yeah. up and they both left him. Like, yeah. yep. <laughs> I'd be mad too. Because then you have yep. to start realizing what's the common denominator here, guys. Yeah. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem, it's me. (laughs) Can Robin and Christine ever be friends? And Robin's like, it's all I want, and I want something real. Do you think that Robin actually has real friends, like in the real world? Real friends? Yeah. Real friends. I can't. (laughs) Real friends? Real. Real. I had to write it. I had to write it. R-I-L-L. R-I-L-L. Real, real friends. <laughs> That's how my friends and I, <laughs> Melissa, Natasha, and I. That's how we can when we we're texting. Uh-huh. We'll use words that are supposed to be feeling or whatever, <laughs> and we'll say feeling. <laughs> <laughs> we use those all the time. I love like, it. Our conversations, like if somebody else were to try to read them, yeah, because they're so littered with ninety day isms. Uh-huh. and um sister wives isms like we say it we know what it means but somebody mm-hmm. else tried to read it would be like what are these people talking about what? wait she's sober yeah yeah <laughs> um robin talks about well she you know fakes fakes crying and they're they're taking away the family from her she feels like she's been cheated because she bought into the family and then the family ups and leaves mm-hmm. the family part that she wanted to, to marry into is is now gone and and i get that i you know that's that's not necessarily an inaccurate way to feel i mean inaccurate yeah. i mean like it's a completely reasonable way to feel i think you know because like in any marriage that ends or any relationship that ends, you know, you buy into it, you go into it with certain expectations Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then something changes. You know, I was expecting to be married and raising my kid and doing all these things with my then husband and things didn't work out that way. And yeah, they're, they're, (laughs) you know, you, you feeling cheated makes totally total sense. But then she's like, I'm Cody's whipping boy because I get blamed for everything. Yeah. His rules, his, this, his, that, you know, they blame me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, yeah. <laughs> um, either way, they're like the one in the same. So it doesn't really matter which one it comes from. In my yeah. eyes, it's like they're one unit, right? Like, does it matter if it comes from her or him? Any married couple that is 
with any reasonable degree of closeness is going to have like mutual kinds of, you know, and kind of both of us, you know, or, mm-hmm. or I mean, sometimes some things are all my idea and not <laughs> yeah. life mates. And he makes that perfectly clear. He is like, I wanted nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but she gets blamed for everything. And is that reasonable? You know, I don't care. Yeah. I'm blaming Robin, I'm blaming Cody. If I'm blaming Cody, I'm also blaming Robin. They're a unit in my eyes. Yeah. Um, and then a little in a and this is right as this the episode was ending. So it'll be, you know, the cliffhanger that we were left on Cody and Robin's relationship. Um, Cody's like, I'm not gonna talk about Robin. Yeah. Which I don't know why he gave so he had such an attitude and was like looking at his watch and stuff. I'm like, why are we doing this? Like you're on a tell-all. I don't understand. And this is where I'm going to call editing is we Mm -hmm. don't know the context of that. I bet you there was another question she asked or there was more to it. Yeah. And then they edited that. First of all, I mean, they ended the episode with it. So it was like next time, you know, and, and all of that is just cuts. They're not put together and they're put together in a way that's going to make us want to watch it. You know, what are they saying? Why is he saying that? Oh my God. Mary left Cody, you know, all of that stuff. So it's going to be cut and spliced in a way that is going to make us want to tune in. And again, context, we don't know. Well, we don't know the original context before editing. And then we don't know the context of what the bigger picture of what they're going to show next week. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited because this episode is kind of meh to me, but yeah. um, I'm hoping we get some good information next week like more information yeah because there 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 really wasn't a lot i mean yeah. i'm like going back through my notes here and i'm like no got that the, no. there was one time actually during this episode where they show christine watching mary talk about that whole fight outside and i feel like christine was expecting mary to be like oh yeah i understand like where you know she's coming from or whatever but no she's like cody was holding that in and and then you know she goes on to say like well, and I'm glad he said it. And I'm like, you're such a bitch. Mm-hmm. You're such a bitch. Mm-hmm. I was just like, it's like Christine, Ugh. like, well, see what I mean? I mean, yeah, she's just like, okay. <laughs> you know, um, you guys are making my point for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that irked me. I yeah. That part. Yeah. Um, God, Mary. Mm. Um, <laughs> she gets more and more toxic. Like the further, yeah. like we go on, and to think once upon a time, I really liked her. I felt sorry for her mm-hmm. a while ago. Now I don't. I remember watching the season where Robin was giving birth to Solomon, I believe it was the first one. And she told Mary that she'd be a Mary's surrogate for her. Yeah. Because Mary was all, you know, I can't have any more, you know, she, because right. she only had the one kid. And, um, and and I was like, oh, that's really sweet. Maybe I do like Robin after all. Maybe I do like Robin. And that's sweet. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I, I mean, yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't a ton. There was a lot of re- replaying past scenes. I felt a little 90 day-ish in that regard. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I feel like I'm just watching the last two episodes that I just saw rather than the tell-all. But yeah um or one-on-one whatever they're calling it yeah the one-on-ones quick change of subject they got the guy who they believe is the idaho college student murderer yes that is 
absolutely insane. This story is going to be bananas. And yeah. there are multiple reasons why. Because this, I mean, the first of all, the murders themselves, that whole thing that it was brutal and it was crazy, right? We didn't get a lot of information, but what we did get seemed like it was pretty, pretty violent, right? And and it was just the, the the police department not releasing a lot of information, you know, about which which made me think, okay, well they they know stuff, right? They They're do, not yeah. Any, so they were on to something, right? Well, it turns out they they were, um, but they so they they got this guy. Um, what they have said in press conferences it was based on forensic DNA evidence, and they used the the family genealogy aspect to get to him which I thought was really interesting. They showed, I love showed, that. I, they showed this like little blurb of like the woman, the, the CC who does like a lot she's of She's in these. everything. She's, she's in every single yeah. crime, you know, yeah. investigation. Doing she's amazing. all the genetic genealogy stuff. Yeah. I love watching her explain how she mm -hmm. goes and does all that stuff. It's, it's awesome. She was involved somehow um, and for some reason or whatever. And then you so you have that alone which is okay there's there's a lot happening that we don't know about because they're not releasing every yeah anything and there's obviously going to be a lot of stuff and so that alone was making it interesting to me then we find out cc and genetic genealogy is involved i'm like oh holy shit that's all really good and then they catch this guy who's a freaking criminology phd student which obviously he is a terrible person and a terrible student because he left his DNA and wasn't like, I'm like, you're an idiot. Well, but... this is what's funny. His defense attorney from his, his court appointed public defender in Pennsylvania, where he was arrested, has said he says that he will be exonerated he looks forward to it so like okay yeah right which tells me i don't know the the my gut the sense i get from all that is that he thinks he was so smart like right. oh this there's no dna they couldn't have gotten how did they you know i'm gonna be yeah. able to counter their dna evidence because i because you know he thinks in his head that he there's like a scale of narcissism and like cody's on one side and this killer is on the other so i'm not comparing the two in the sense because obviously like one is an absolute terrible horrible Cody's murder. Not a murderer that we know right of. <laughs> right but there's like the spectrum of narcissism and obviously his ego i mean the guy was so dumb he started like um a, um an anonymous survey online right about, he was asking the criminal questions on reddit yeah. like you don't think that around. that can be tracked like things will be found out one way or another right like so i don't know there's like so many aspects to this that i can see the dateline episode in my head yeah you know we got to cover it eventually eventually it, oh. yeah, i mean as yeah that's part of why i'm talking about it now is like i wasn't really talking about it before because there wasn't a lot to talk about somebody asked me about it on new year's eve and that was like just when this guy had been arrested so there hadn't been a lot of information about it and then so there still isn't a lot but they said you know they they basically alluded to the fact that there's a shit ton of forensic evidence yeah and that they've done some really like but i'll be honest it's terrifying to me because if he can walk into a house with how many people were in that house he murdered four people we don't right? know what happened though so he right? but he had to have known that they were was it a party a did he know how did he know these people did they know, I don't know did he know these people we don't know any of that information yet it's 
it's absolutely horrifying to think like I think about Kaya going to college and like you know your son is in college uh-huh. and to think that they could just be studying and having fun and living their lives and just be innocently murdered for absolutely no reason I know is terrifying to me because you do there are so many random people around even if they knew this guy like if it was like like they maybe knew of the guy like Mm -hmm. why was he in the house did he break in like what's the motive but well yeah but also just like i mean i remember when i lived in the apartments the same ones that i learned to Mm -hmm. argue about dishes and oranges when yeah um you know, there was always people in and out of all of the apartments because we all knew each other. There was a bunch of friends of yeah. us from the year before. We all got apartments right near each other. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there and there's four people that lived in each apartment and then they all have friends and you never know. Right. Know, people are just coming and going all the time at all hours. Yeah. I like, mean, I had a peeping Tom in college. Um, I lived on the first floor of an apartment by myself. Gee, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um. My bed was like, there's the window. My bed was in front of the window and I had the blinds closed, of course, but I'm laying in bed and somebody's tapping on my window, even though the blinds are closed. And at first I thought, oh, it's a squirrel or I don't know, a bird. I don't know. But then it was like louder and it was somebody outside. So of course I do what you're not supposed to do. I get mad and I go out my front door (gasps) to the side. Who's there? Don't do that. I know it was dumb. Um, and then I was like, well, maybe it was a fluke. Like, you, you know, you try to like rationalize whatever. Cause I didn't see anybody. Maybe it was and then it foot. happened again. And then right. Big, foot. big feet. <laughs> right. So it happened again. So I'm texting, I was in the fire department at the time. So I'm texting my police friends and they were like, my friend Evan was like, oh my God. Yeah. There is a peeping Tom. We've been trying to catch him in your neighborhood. Like, or not your neighborhood, but like yeah. around. Uh-huh. And so we'll send a car and I had somebody parked out like in, you know, doing rounds, whatever, mm-hmm. like in my neighborhood. I never saw him again. Well, I, did, I never actually saw the guy. But my point is, it's terrifying being a young female or not even female, doesn't matter. Yeah. And just knowing that you're vulnerable and that there are creepers out there. But it's true. Women awful. are more vulnerable than men. Yeah. Not that, that men aren't vulnerable and, and all that. Don't, not all men me. Yeah. Right, <laughs> I'm right, very right, triggered right. these days by mediocre middle-aged white men. So like, don't <laughs> all, not all men at me right now. <laughs> um, yeah. It's probably because I watch too much politics on you know, <laughs> TV. So I'm getting an over overload of <laughs> middle-aged white men. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for what? <laughs> um, in any case, yeah. Um, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, I don't know. We yeah, will, yeah, we'll crazy. continue to follow the story. Um, we'll try to I'll do, you know, we could try to follow it as it goes and maybe do regular updates when like something happens, there's a major news event. Maybe we'll do like maybe an organized thing. Maybe I'll put some notes together on it. Um, and then, um, yeah, there's another case out of Boston that our friend wants us to look at. Um mm-hmm. And uh, that might be really cool too. So um, in any case, we'll um, try to keep you updated. Um, Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back with another episode after the next tell all. Happy new year. Happy new year. Um, Go to the fraudcast.com. Check out our Facebook group, check out our merch, check out our Instagrams. Share with a friend. If you could send your friend, like if everybody just sends their friend, the link to the show, just one friend, the link. Yeah. It would help. Yeah, that'd be great. We'd love it. Sorry.
Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's late. It's late on what day of the week is it? Wednesday? Uh, yeah. It is oh, there's some new Doctor Now I got to watch. It's oh, out no. now? Well, it's their new um, Where Are They Now Ooh. episodes every Wednesday. And then the new season of the regular episodes are going to be in starting February, maybe? Okay. I'm not sure, but right now they're doing new, like, where are they now update episodes, but they're nice. new of old people, of people we've seen before on their original journeys. It's like the next step. Okay. So they're, um, they're, those I hope they're successful. Are I do bingo with those, with the ladies. So um, nice. I think actually we're going to watch it tomorrow because it's late. It's like 930 and we're old. <laughs> 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 um. In any case, um, I think that's all we got. So talk to you later. Bye. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house and they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear, but not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.